You know, it's starting to dawn on me that I crashed my bike face first yesterday and I may have a concussion. <laughs> yeah. I have been useless today and there is a large chance that I am concussed yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, a couple beers won't hurt, will it? It's probably good that you realize that. It means it's starting to wear off. Yeah, because I could not yeah. figure out why I couldn't do anything today. <laughs> All right, well, on that note, welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we give you the tools to repair your finances and unfold the roadmap to financial independence. That wasn't so bad, was it? You remembered? I hate how he never tells us when he's recording and I admit these stupid <laughs> things. <laughs> That's how I get the high-quality intros. <laughs> yeah. All right, welcome back. Uh, it's been a little while since we got together and did this, so... Yeah, you're finally back in town. I know. Well, this real job thing, I'll get rid of it one day. Yeah. Uh, tonight... It. First beer up on the list is the Bowen Island West Coast Lager. Did you get the blurb for this, or I got to read it off the can? Uh, yeah. Oh, go from the can. Okay, I'll go from the can here. It says the trees are felled and delimbed and rolled into the inlet. The logs are bound together and driven through the crisp waters of the strait. A mellow timber aroma, aroma drifts with the raft, <laughs> mixing with the refreshing sea breeze. Float with a West Coast Lager. Doesn't say much about the beer, but it does say on here that it's got uh, Galena, Bravo, Willamette, and Sterling hops, and this is and it's got gravity of twelve. I, it feels like about three hundred fifty-five milliliters. Is that twelve? I don't know. It says gravity twelve. I have you seventeen. What have failed open? Yeah, yeah. What have you done? <laughs> is that what you're going for? Oh, there we go. So my question to you is: Are you uh, running the fridge at a high temperature? Hmm. To save money? Yeah, it doesn't seem cold. Uh, well, that's interesting. It, it is just the beer fridge, so maybe I need to check its function and okay. effectiveness. That yeah. would be one way to it reduce It seems like it wants cost. to be cold, but it's not cold. Yeah. Well, it came from the store cold, so it either was not cold enough or right. has not now since chilled. We're getting into a lot of chilling discussion here. Yeah. Right? Let's talk about the beer. Uh, one of the reasons I chose this was, well, A, it's spring here, which is awesome. Today was a nice day. And this is an, a sub $10 beer, which is pretty unusual this day and age in Canada. That's for a six-pack. For a yeah. six-pack, yeah. That I mean, is true. We, we're sampling a lot of microbrew beers, which are fantastic. But you Is know, this gotta, a microbrewer? Bone it's, Island? It started, but it's not anymore. I don't even know who this I is. Think it's a, I think it's owned by Molson. Though, I think it, it is owned is by Molson. Is that right? Yeah. Interesting. It's a discount brand for sure now. Well, this one is specifically yeah. called a West Coast Lager, and I'm not really sure what that means. I wanted to look it up, and it just says it's it's an American lager style. Right. So pretty much a sort of generic lager. Yeah. But sub 10 bucks for six-pack. Cheers. cheers. Very drinkable. Cheers, gentlemen. So uh, I was uh, walking through the rec center uh, the other day thinking about uh, this podcast, and I happened across a copy of the Victoria News with a fellow who had converted a truck into his home. Oh, yeah. On the front page. Nice. That'll reduce some housing costs. So this is like some sort of panel van? Yeah, it's like, a, it's a commercial van of some kind. It, it's a long truck. Is this yeah. cheaper than just getting a, a used motorhome? I've always wondered Or are you going this. for like a panel van look? Well, one thing he said in the article was it was great that he chose the panel van because he was able to park overnight where ah. he wouldn't normally be a lot or he would have normally been disturbed by the police telling him to move on smart move that yeah, is smart, smart move yeah, that actually thinking. i've never thought about that angle before yeah i have a camper for the back of my truck and 
you would get told to move on if I was randomly parking in the city and sleeping in the back of that. Unless you were in a Walmart parking lot, because you can camp in all Walmarts. That is true. Or live. Or live. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it depends if you've got your uh, motorized scooter there and some uh, Pringles and you're going shopping with wine. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like eventually that rule would get changed if you were living, living in the there. Walmart parking lot. Right? I bet some people do. But then again, I bet if you're shopping at Walmart all the time, they're just happy to have you there. Yeah. So... The guy, I read the article as well after you brought it up there. Uh, it's interesting. He basically cites that the the cost of housing in our location is prohibitive. And he, he didn't want to see himself shackled to to the location having to be mortgaged so high. And it's kind of what we're going to get into in this episode. We're going to talk about our housing costs and things we can do to save some money. And maybe some questions whether we should rent or buy. Or, you know, we've, we've agreed that there's... Three of the biggest costs are housing, transportation, and food. So let's tackle housing this episode and maybe tackle the other ones coming up. Sounds like a plan. Seems reasonable. So starting off, sorry, do you want to go say something? That no, comes? not really. Go ahead. No, I was just going to start off with uh, there's only one. Well, I shouldn't say there's only one of us doing a house hack. So we'll get into that. But I was going <laughs> to say the the uh, accountant has... He's, the he's, he's, the, he's going, he's using housing to get his angle towards financial independence. So why, yes. why don't you lead off with what you're doing? Well, what I am doing is, uh, I bought the worst possible house in the city of Victoria back in 2014. Yeah. And I gutted the whole house, created a basement suite in the basement and rent that out. And you're living upstairs and in said house. I live upstairs and in said house. And you put all the sweat equity into it. Put all the sweat equity yeah. in myself and the tenant downstairs pays about 75% of my mortgage. Fantastic. Yeah. So it uh, it's a big savings. It's a big amount, especially in Victoria with a almost negative vacancy rate. It's never not been rented since we've had it built. And right. it's just money coming in yeah. every month. Yeah. Okay. Smart house hack. Yeah. And then... Well, I have a couple other rental houses too. Real yeah. estate's kind of my game, but right. Well, yeah. I, that's why I fed it off to you to start with. Here, you know, you know a lot more about it than we do. And it's definitely, I mean, it's so with the cost of real estate in Victoria, it's so prohibitive carrying an entire mortgage yourself. And I mean, is a house really an asset if it's not paying you? No, it's not. It's not. Yeah. So it's a, to, it's a way it's of an expense, savings. right? Yeah, where you live is is an expense. Where you live is an expense, and I've found a way to turn it. Kind of into an asset in my right. favor. Now it's all, it's all going to depend too on where you live. It's a high cost of living area, for it's a absolutely cost of living, smaller town. You're going to have a lot more challenges trying to rent out suites if you're in a smaller town with a smaller population. But then you might be able to get into a duplex, rent out the other side yeah. rather than buying a single family house. Or so you're you're going to lean on the side of the fence, saying buying is the right thing to do. You save up for that first down payment and get yourself in the market and I would say buying is the right thing to do if you're going to actually use the house to start generating some income. I okay. wouldn't say it's a flat line across the board. I mean if you're buying a one point two million dollar teardown in Vancouver, I say buying is a terrible idea if all you're gonna do is sit on that and you tie up a whole ton of equity in that asset that could otherwise be deployed and paying you money. Right. I, I recently read uh, The Wealthy Renter. Well, not that recently, a few months ago. But one of his big uh, warnings against buying was uh, lifestyle creep when, okay. you're, when you're house shopping. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you're always pre-approved for the maximum you can possibly buy. Right. and Which is a false sense of security and essentially like, well, we'll stretch ourselves super thin so we can afford that place. Right. You really got to look at your needs. Yeah. Rather than, you know, the dream of owning your home. 
this there was a good topic that was also brought up in the um wealthing like rabbits the little review i did on the on the blog there at figarage.ca and same thing he talks about how there's two scenarios where two families one buys a small house that's affordable the other one buys a house that they're approved for which is maybe 100 right. 150k more and he does a really good job of extrapolating over the next 20 years the difference in cost between those two families. Yeah, you can imagine it, right? Unbelievable, Even right? Like having not read your it. Your electricity is high, higher, right? Your property taxes are higher. You've got more space that you have to clean. You've got more yard you have to tend. It goes on and on. It's it's yeah. really interesting the amount extra that does cost you even just for a little bit more square footage. Well, right? you think of like what are you going to pay for your hydro if you're living in a 500 square foot condo? Well, now up that to a 2,000 square foot house. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. like... You don't, it's not just the additional cost that you're paying on your mortgage. It's the additional property taxes, your heating bills, repair bills, everything gets bigger with a larger house. Yeah, it's definitely important to choose something that fits for what you need. And I think if you're, you know, following along with fire or fire, part of what you're learning along the way is, is to make a suitable choice for your lifestyle. Absolutely. Because, right. you know, as you brought up, if you buy a bigger house, that's more rooms to put furniture in. Yeah, for sure. You need and, three TVs yeah. to watch Netflix on. Yeah. And, you know, when you're when you're looking at a, a newer house, I guess, the society has pushed us to a place where all that space is in those new houses. Yeah. That's so right. you're, you're almost limited as uh, uh, someone in the fire movement to look for an old house. Yeah. Or a condominium or... Right. Something smaller yeah. or or a van or, or a van or a van. There hey, you go. You know that guy's van looked pretty nice. It looked like yeah. a nice van. He did it pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. And I do rent. Um, and one of the things about renting is that it is very uh, utilitarian. Right. The the units you you can find. Okay. Especially in uh, purpose built rental buildings like condos or apartments. Is that where you're going? Well, with I, I'm talking more. Traditional apartment. Okay, yeah. You know, you got very basic stuff. So, but you, uh, you're not paying for bells and whistles that you might in a in a brand new condo. Generally, the yeah. The same size. Right. Okay. But you also don't have of any of the the costs either, right? You're not you're not painting your apartment. Right. You, you're you're not, your housing cost is totally it's fixed. Fixed. It's an absolutely fixed cost. Yeah. 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 And I think that's where part of the problem is. People looked at look at rent as a fixed cost because that's obvious let's just call it a thousand dollars a month for a nice round number and then they'll go well we should probably buy a house because the mortgage would be one thousand dollars a month right but that's this that's failed logic there you need to take into account all the other costs and the opportunity costs that go into the owning of the home well and that's where i oftentimes will tell people if they're having the rent versus buy argument for themselves is take the buy and run the numbers as it on it as if you were running it as a rental. So calculate in vacancy, cap, you know, capital repairs, property taxes, insurance, all that stuff, and come out with the true rent, not just the mortgage payment. Right. Well, yeah, that was uh, another topic in that book, The Wealthy Renter, uh, implicit rent. Yeah. Uh, what the, does he mean by that? The rent you're paying yourself by holding your assets in the house. So, it's so basically that's your, your mortgage opportunity cost. That's your mortgage, or your mortgage, mortgage interest. interest is what it is then, yeah. right? Yeah. And it was interesting in, I think it was Switzerland, they actually tax people. Oh, really? On the implicit rent if they own their own homes. Oh, that's interesting. Which 
is interesting. But it would... so be, I mean, like you're paying interest to the bank to your lender, right? And then they're taxing you. The government's taxing you on top of that. Yeah. On that, I don't know how it works. I mean, it might just be a, something to bring that to people's minds. Hmm. You know what I mean? But there's right. there was some mechanism where in Switzerland they it's part of your income tax calculation. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Did, hmm. Well, we'll put that in the show notes, and we'll have to learn about that because yeah. that's a new one to me. Yeah, one of, one of the one of the things that well. you know that one of the things that we're disadvantaged with here in Canada is that we don't get to write off our mortgage interest as they do south of the border. If you're if they, it's your residence, they canceled right? that program. Did they really? I believe that this year in the states you can no longer rent off your person or write off your personal mortgage interest. Oh, that will make a big difference. Yeah, that will make a big difference because I now I. Should probably look yeah. that up and make sure that that's accurate. But I was reading something about it in the new tax changes. If it's accurate, condolences to all our American friends. Yeah, agreed. After the day you had, you're not instilling me with a lot of confidence, though. That you no, know this. I, I was useless today. So let's let's back. <laughs> let's let's make sure that we confirm this. Okay. Yeah. Well. So it sounds like we've got a few things in the show notes to confirm. So yeah. As always, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> yeah. You do Absolutely. like to get that in. Well, I think it's important yeah. that we say it's it just for entertainment every yeah, time. Very yeah. important. Absolutely. I think we should probably talk about I the mean, subject. I mean, I'm entertained. Well, <laughs> that's not hard to accomplish. Okay. So, uh, well, our subject is... How to reduce your housing costs. Okay. Reducing yeah. your housing costs. So, yeah, you should probably move on to that. Yeah, right. probably yeah. should mention that one. All right. So, let's start with Airbnb. Well, sure. Yeah. I, I was going to jump in and say that it's pretty hard to do when you're renting. Um, well, that's why I started with Airbnb. Yeah, but reducing your housing cost is hard to do when you're renting, right? Fair enough. Because it is really it's a, a fixed, fixed cost. It is yeah. a pretty fixed cost. So yeah. choosing the appropriate place to rent is probably just where you start, right? And I would yeah. say when you're renting, a lot of times people who get onto the path to fly, you could take a look and say, do I really need what I'm currently paying for to rent? Is there a cheaper option out there? Yeah, right. Or could, could I get go, a roommate? Could I go or, get yeah. a roommate or find some other option to yeah. reduce my housing definitely, cost? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so roommate's definitely one way to reduce your rent, yeah. Yeah. Your, your housing expense as a renter. Yeah. And then uh, for a while there, before the city changed the rules, I was uh, I had some Airbnb people in from time to time when I was out of town. Right, so you're the only one that's got some experience with the Airbnb. Yeah. The amount of time that it takes you to prep the unit and clean up afterwards and things like that, is it? It's an hour. Was it Gen- worthwhile? It was generally an hour for my 800 square foot place. Okay. And I would say it was definitely worth it because you're putting a, a underutilized. Sorry about that. I should be able to edit that one out. <laughs> so you're putting an underutilized asset uh, to work while you're away. When you're not going to be at home anyway, right. you got an empty building. Yeah. yeah. I thought about doing the same thing with the uh, FI garage down here. I mean, yeah. eventually somebody's going to want to stay in the FI garage. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean... They get to make their own podcast while they're here. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We can just start getting other people to record yeah. for us, and we don't have to do anything. You came you came to town for a nice, lovely weekend. Just make sure you get an episode At recorded. At least get one episode recorded. That's all we ask. We can dub our own voices in afterwards. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, pretty good. Nice. I like it. So I guess the other thing, too, about the Airbnb is a lot of people are maybe hesitant because you didn't... Did you have any bad experiences? None yet. Okay, so that's positive, yeah. you know, and yeah. I think... From what I understand about it, you are protected as the air the Airbnb er. Yeah, Airbnb has some insurance in place. Yeah, I haven't. I don't know how effective that is if you actually have to draw on it. I absolutely love that you had an honor bar. Oh yeah, 
I yeah. took advantage of that myself. I guess so. I've taken advantage of the honor bar. Well, I had to. I yeah. sometimes had to let the the people in, so I figured it would be only fair if I sampled the economist selection. And yeah. I, I think there's other other ways you can uh, rent out your house if it's you know uh, a house swap or. Yeah, I've heard and, of the house swaps. You can join a that's, house swap. Yeah, that's another one yeah. if you. I think own or rent if you were going on vacation for an extended period of time. Yeah. I know a lot of people who before have done like full like summer long house swaps where you take a couple months, you go on vacation, somebody moves there, you get to move and live like a local wherever they live and you can do a swap with people. Another one I just thought of while we're on this topic is um, renting out storage space from your home. Right. You or, know, gotta, or parking. Or parking. If you yeah. Have parking. If you're yeah. downtown, parking yeah. would be a really good one. Or if you've got an unused garage or shed or something you can offer. Yeah, basically any time you can monetize something you're underutilizing. Absolutely. It's a huge yeah. win. You don't have a vehicle right now, but you have a parking spot. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, we could make a little bit of cash on the side there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, I guess as far as rent goes, there's not a lot else you could do. No. You, you but... know, one thing I did read recently was, um, and I hadn't thought of it because we, we rented for quite a long time, was approach your landlord... And this probably wouldn't work in more of the organized managed rentals, but if, right. you, if you've got, you know, landlords... You're in a secondary rental market. Yeah. Landlords work. really appreciate a good tenant. Right. And there's a possibility, I mean, rents are always going up, but if you're a good tenant, usually they try and keep it fairly flat for you, right? Mm-hmm. And you're a landlord, so I'm speaking to you, you probably know about, all well, about this, right? But what would you do if your tenant came to you and said, look, I'm willing to sign an 18-month or a two-year lease if you can knock 25 bucks a month off the price or 50 bucks a month off and you know they're a great tenant and you want to keep them. Oh, absolutely. You know, is that a negotiation? So that's something that they're people renting all, should think about. And even as tight as the housing market in Victoria is, yeah, it's still negotiable. I had one of my new tenants at one of my places come up and say, hey, if I take care of the whole yard and I do all the yard work, yeah, that's what a can good you one. do for me? Absolutely. I said, absolutely. Yeah. Now I don't have to come over here and sh- mow the lawn. Why wouldn't I give you a discount? Yeah. You're saving me a whole bunch of time. That's totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, those are good ideas, right, for renters. And you're exactly right. The The house next to us here is a rental house, and one of the gentlemen used to do all the yard work, and now it's a managed rental. They didn't give him that option, which is, is a shame because he was right. saving himself 100 bucks a month for doing the lawn care and a little bit of pruning. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you throw that in some savings, some in- investment, you're – you're getting your way ahead, right? Yeah. And every, everybody wins there. Like, yeah. you get savings, your landlord benefits, they don't have any of the headaches of doing that stuff. It takes something off their plate. Like, it's, yeah, it's a good way to go. <laughs> wow. I don't know about cans. I the, think cans the, the are... The cans are a problem for you? Yeah, yeah you're, you're struggling with problem. the cans. I, I got coasters this week, so we don't have this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now the economist is playing with his can. I'm not. I'm simply drinking it and putting it down. <laughs> use, too use much. A, uh, use a calculated grip force. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this I, is this is the cheapest beer in the store, so it has the thinnest can. I was gonna That's, say yeah, it must. Yeah, it must. <laughs> hey, good for them if they're saving some money on aluminum and Why passing not? it on to us. That's that's a win for everybody. Hey, yep. They haven't switched to the uh, sleeve labels yet. Right. The uh, you mean stickers. Uh, well, no, they're heat shrink sleeves. They they slip on and then they go, they suck to the side of the can like heat shrink. They under heat they shrink. Right. That H- hence, not hence <laughs> the term heat shrink. It's not a sticker. Don't make they're... me prove this to you after. No, I, I get you. All right, back to houses. Right. Um, anything else we can think of for uh, saving some money as a renter? No. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 
We don't want to give his tenants any ideas, apparently. <laughs> sure sounds like we don't. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> so, uh, as an owner, okay, well, I'm a homeowner. <laughs> You're a homeowner who doesn't doesn't reduce his uh, expenses. housing expenses. Well, right? that's well, not true. That's, no, that's, I, well, I'll, I'll give you credit. DIY will reduce some D- of your housing expenses. That's where I was going to start with. Because for me, that's the number one place that I save money. Right. Um, I foolishly had a plumber install my hot water tank when we bought this house, thinking that he needed to install a hot water tank. But as long as you have the correct permits and the city's happy and you do it to code, there's no reason why it can't be done. And then maybe inspect it afterwards for a lesser fee. Yep. Anyway, yeah, I've definitely, uh, I'm a do-it-yourself type person. So when it comes to... I mean, we've been very lucky with this house not to have any major, major repairs required. So I'm more than happy to bring the power tools out and um, and tackle any project myself. So I save a lot of money there. And we do, of course, do our own gardening. Well, that's not true. I did get the pruners in for the fruit trees this year. But right. we get an equal amount of booze off the plum tree. Yeah, so that's... And that's not, a, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a wash. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, you also go to the the restore, don't you? I do go to the restore. So anywhere, any well, restore and also the local classifieds. Anytime I can source used building materials um, or leftovers, that's the thing. There's so many leftovers, right? Oh, so many people are just, yeah. they don't want to pay to get rid of it, so exactly. they'll give it to you for free. Well, that's how I got all the laminate flooring for downstairs in the FI garage. And that's how I got all the laminate flooring <laughs> for my house. We have a small scotch agreement here, but... <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's lots of opportunity, that, you know, especially when you're in a bigger town where there's been just nonstop renovation and building going on everywhere. Um, pick up the used building materials and save some money there. And, you know, of course, it's the little things, right? I mean, you know, keep the thermostat one degree lower than everybody else. Or, you know, That's why you're wearing a jacket. I, I did put a sweater so. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hey, today was the first day. It's like spring. I didn't actually have to heat the house during the day. We're in Canada, so that's pretty awesome. It's in March. We we should probably not rub that in because the rest of Canada is probably still freezing. Yeah, well, that's if I get this edited in time. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) No, there there are ways um, when you own. uh, Yeah, I'd say for me, do-it-yourself is the number one. I don't rent out any space, although I have entertained the thought of using this area downstairs as a part-time Airbnb to generate a little bit of revenue when I'm out of town. Right. I think that makes sense. I think we'll get there eventually. I was thinking about cutting a hole in this wall, actually, and putting a fold-out bed right there. Nice. Good yeah. plan, right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. You just need a kitchen, I guess. Yeah, it's toaster three oven There's a beer fridge. Yeah, toaster oven and a beer fridge. Yeah. What more do you want? <laughs> that's all I need. Uh, it's going to be priced accordingly. Yeah. BYOB. No, and, and that's, uh, you know, people will buy it. Absolutely. It's proximity to the uh, downtown core, which is important, right? Yeah. So. What else? As, a, as an owner, I think it's important that you negotiate your mortgage properly. and That's a huge one. I chose right? to go with variable. Yeah. Okay. As opposed to a fixed rate mortgage. I'm willing to take on the risk that rates may rise during my mortgage term. Yeah. But I'll get, I get a lower rate at the beginning. Yeah. And the last five years, I wrote it out and then did better than if I'd signed up fixed. So... Yeah. That's a possibility too. I read somewhere, uh, I think one of our fellow bloggers was mentioning his plan of, or her plan, of uh, going variable, but putting the extra money he's saving into a quasi-emergency account. Paying themselves the difference between the rates, if it was variable or fixed? Yeah, into an emergency account. Say it's $50 different a month or something? Sure, yeah. And that's going to an emergency account? Yeah. 
why would you do that instead of pay that 50 extra against your mortgage principal? I, I think the idea is to uh, create an even cash flow situation if your variable rate goes up past the fixed. Oh, I see. So you're, you can absorb that. Right, without changing your life. I disagree so. with that. Uh, I, I'm not saying it's right no, or wrong. No, it's a strategy, but, but I disagree, yeah. And yeah, it, it could be it's totally psychological, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, if, if that's the way, then if you, you're going to save money by going variable, if yeah. if that's how you feel, but you want to get past your psychological block, then good idea, I Well, think. you're right, and that's the big problem is people look at it and go, well, I don't want to go variable because what if right. it goes up? So it takes some of the fear out of the equation. Yeah. All right, well, I guess that, that could be a strategy. Uh, another one I just thought of. Now, this one you could probably do if you're a renter or an owner. I remember Chrissy from Eat, Sleep, Breathe 5 bringing it up that she does homestay students. Right. Um, exchange students from other countries or wherever. A high-paying roommate. A high-paying roommate for a short period of time. Yep. Yeah. I think you have to feed them. I believe you have to feed them, and yeah. I think it's a little more work than just having a roommate. To- oh, totally. Well, I think it, all it is is that you feed them. Yeah, I don't know how it works, to be yeah, honest. How many roommates have you had that have eaten all your pizza? You're basically feeding them. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm generally the pizza-eating roommate. <laughs> Just well, ask my wife. Hey, at least with a homestay student, they wouldn't drink your beer. Yes. True. Well, well, you could get in trouble when they do. Yeah, yeah true enough. You could be hooped. Anyway, it's a good idea. Uh, yeah. I've never looked into it. I know families, when I was growing up, that were doing that. So uh, definitely an option and... Yeah, yeah, check out my, her blog. She I think my uncle did that, it. and they ended up going to Japan for three weeks and being hosted. This is awesome, right? Yeah. Like, so I think that's maybe we where tie Chrissy that into travel right hacking. Now. She's in South Korea right now. Yeah, yeah I think she's visiting a homestay. She was supposed though. to be inter- interviewed on this podcast. On this podcast. Yeah. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. Well, we'll get there eventually. We'll get, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, do we know how to interview people yet? <laughs> well, do we know how to do the call? <laughs> Episode five was supposed to be interviews. I guess we're pushing. Well, we still got fifteen until we got to be good. Fifteen until we're good. 15 till an interview. No, I think it's less. Than yeah, that. everyone's going to stop listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get an interview fast. fast. <laughs> Real quick. Well, I do have a pseudo interview. It's with my spouse. Right. So we're going to fire that in. That'll be like five point, episode 5.5. Now, maybe 4.5. How many beers deep were you when you did that interview? Well, <laughs> let's not go there. Okay. <laughs> well, we've kind of weighed in a little bit on home ownership and, and the costs and I think the really important thing is to start off choosing a house you can afford the right side that fits your needs yeah that fits your needs fits your needs yeah um, understanding because you can afford a nice house probably oh well right the bank so, will well yeah. no because I you went you know more about the new mortgage lending rules than I do I think how they've they've tightened up a lot yes they have Right, but I mean, generally, you're still going to be able to afford more than you... that More than you really should afford. Right. Well, yeah. And so the house you need is what... Choosing the house you need, I think, is yeah. is key. And I think finding a way to make your house generate some income for you. Whether it's putting in a suite, airbnb it when you're not there. What about solar? I've looked into it and... It... I mean, it's passive income. No, it's not. It's not... A good return on investment, but it technically is passive income. No, it's not. It's sun hitting yeah, your it roof. How is that not passive? What? Where's the income? When are you getting paid? Oh, well, okay. If you're using less electricity, if your house is using less electricity, then you're generating. Yeah. Well, it could be an expense reduction, but you're never going to get paid for No, it. no. I know people who get paid. No, the BC Hydro canceled that program. They'll no longer pay you to feed back oh, onto the grid. What? Really? Yeah. Huh. 
how do you know all about these programs that you don't tell canceled. us about this stuff? You, like, know everything that's been canceled. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh... We're well, gonna put that in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit more about your suite and how that's working out for you? Well, that... Yeah, I mean, that's a great one. So, we have... I still want to talk about solar. <laughs> that was Enough getting, that with was the good. solar, all right? good. I, I've looked into it. All right. Well, you're going to go over to the mechanic's house, and it's just going to be a field of solar panels. Well, and it's going to be, be making yourself, $3 so. a day. <laughs> it's going to be doing yourself. So. All right. Tell me about your suite. Uh, I mean, there's not a whole lot to tell other than there is an entire basement that we weren't using. Right. And we... It was would have just been otherwise He's really unused bad with that space. Can, He's not he? good with the can. He's killing me. <laughs> I don't know here. why we got cans. I'll get you a glass for the Yeah, we're going to need to get him a glass because I don't think Sippy he can cup. quite handle this. Sorry. Go ahead. Now I've lost my train of thought. So you didn't... You, you decided that an empty basement wasn't great for you? I figured that an empty basement was a waste of time. So there was already a bathroom down there. There was already a bedroom. I just put in a stove and a sink for a kitchen and a little countertop space and sounds luxurious all of a sudden you're well it's 600 square feet yeah no, like it's, it's actually pretty nice solely usable yeah yeah and i mean now in victoria anyway you're getting 1100 bucks a month for yeah. unused space yeah for sure i mean that's a lot of extra income coming in no absolutely and that's all part of you know we've had the discussion with you before about your uh how your fire your financial independence um intentions are to use that that passive income as, as part of your number your monthly cost right so yeah and that's i mean i've gotten between that and my other rental house my housing costs are at zero mm-hmm. so now all i need to get to is just my living expenses every month yeah no that's cool i think the uh the utility costs of owning a house are what a lot of people don't realize like blown away about how much i get charged for i get charged for water coming into my house and leaving in my house. Right. I wasn't sure if we were going to touch on utilities in oh, this episode, but I, I think it's reasonable it's a cost to talk of, about. It's a cost yeah. of a home, right? Yeah. And I, I've been thinking about doing a gray water system. I'd really like to. I think there's a lot of ways we could, you know, save on wasted water. Now, can you reduce your cost in this municipality by going that way? Well, I, I would reduce the cost because I'm built on sewer water. But the only way they know how much goes out my sewer is by how much comes into the house. Right. So if my toilet's flushing with uh, some sort of filtered gray water because I catch rainwater from the roof, yeah, then I'm not going to be billed for that water leaving the house. Right. But I'll save it. And I'll you... save it twice. I'll save it coming in and the cost. So of you are billed on uh, your your usage yes. rather than a fixed cost. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And we get and enough the, rain here, and the rates keep going up and we'll... up and up. I sent you that text the other day. What did they, what did I say they went up? I think fifteen percent. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Well, and fair enough because water is a scarce resource for a lot of people. Yeah, so. I mean, the one that gets me in BC is that I'm allowed to raise rent two percent a year, but my property taxes are up twenty percent. My utility costs are up fifteen twenty percent. I mean, the costs of running the rental are increasing at a faster rate than I'm allowed to increase rents. Well, right. And that has a terrible trickle-down effect for everybody. Well, and then then I'm, I mean, I've had a, historically, I've never increased rents for good tenants. Right. But I kind of have to to, Yeah, you're compelled to, to keep your margins. Well, that's high cost of living area, isn't it? Yeah. So what do you do? Yeah, you build a van. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You build a van. Keeps coming back to the van. We should dive into that a little bit more because... 
there are other ways. Like um, I know there are mini houses. You can buy mini, mini houses, houses on yeah. Amazon. Yeah, well, our friend uh, Chris Eistis, the Mindful Explorer, he's right now looking for a... Uh, I, I didn't quite catch whether he was going to buy or build a mini house, but he's looking for a place that he can park it. Right. And he wants to go off-grid, right? Well, he wants to hook up his solar and... Yeah. Yeah. And, and But there's another way to reduce your housing costs. If you have a little land, you can b- start your own mini house park. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> Pad fees are great. Right? Trailer park play is like yeah. a thing of the past. It's mini house park now. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Now it's a tiny home park. <laughs> Takes even less land. It's an even better investment. <laughs> yeah. Or or you're, you're living in your truck yeah. or your van that you've converted. You know, like, I, I have been noticing a lot of places I drive by go, I think that van's always there. Right. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of sad for the city. It's sad for people that, that can't afford it or can't find places. Right. But it it's an opportunity for people who like the lifestyle and True. the mobility. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and especially if you're somebody whose job is mobile, then you can essentially travel around, have almost no housing costs while still working and right. doing everything else. Yeah. You can get your free Wi-Fi from Starbucks or McDonald's. So Anywhere yeah. in the world, no matter... <laughs> No matter how lost you are, that McDonald's will guide you where you need to go. A little Wi-Fi. <laughs> nice. Well, there are, I mean, we could probably dive into all sort of little tiny intricacies when it comes to owning a home and get into some deep finances on that. But the, the bigger things are what are, are important, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's just acknowledging that housing is generally your greatest expense. Yeah. So it's, and it's where you have the most room to reduce your expenses. And it's also greatly underutilized in general. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I know, we all know people that have four, five bedroom houses and are using two, right. maybe three bedrooms. Right. Right. It's great to have a guest room, but, you know, maybe make that, think about that before you make your buying decision, if you're going to buy. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm thirsty because it's time for another beer. Yes. Yes, I yes it is. See what's in the fridge this week. The second beer out of the fridge. Oh, that's cold. Thanks. It's actually cold. <laughs> well, I threw it in the freezer at the beginning of the episode here. And thank God we got the Economist a glass. Yeah, I know he's having trouble with the cans. Okay, yeah. so this is Stanley Park Brewing. Uh, day trip West Coast Lager. Where are we going? Uh, West Coast. Day trip to the West Coast. We, we live on the West we Coast. We live on the West Coast. But it, it is, it's, it's like a two-day trip to get to Stanley Park. Oh, this is smooth tasting. And How is it a two-day trip to get to Stanley Park? Is sessionable Park? No, a word? I don't know what sessionable means. Light citrus hop character. Yeah. Maybe it's sessionable then. Well, it is a little bit lower alcohol, so that's good for you. <laughs> Since you're concussed. <laughs> uh, it's all making sense now. Cheers. 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 All right. So, I, again. Also, how is it a two-day trip to Stanley Park? <laughs> You've never missed uh, do, the 9 p.m. sailing on the ferry? I was going to say, do you paddle over to Vancouver when you go, or how do you get there? Yeah, hitchhiking is hard once you get to the ferry. <laughs> that beer has uh, some taste to it. That's good. You know, yeah. it's got... it's. Uh, oh, that it's tastes more, like the West Coast. It's more than just a lager. <laughs> is that what that tastes like? <laughs> that tastes like the West Coast. It does. It's yes. not like logging trees floating down the air. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, not to be too harsh on Bowen, but this, this, this tastes $2 more expensive because it is. Yeah, right. Definitely, you I can taste the two dollars. I don't sure. know if I'd pay the two dollars for the difference, but you know, it's tasty. Beer. I, I enjoy this a lot more than the Bowen. It, Sorry, Bowen. No, no, it definitely has. I think you know why is because they've got that um, the citrus hop character in there. I think it's the sessionability. It's probably <laughs> the sessionability. 
That makes uh, total sense. Yeah. It's sessionable, but I guess that leads to sessionability. I think, I think so. Well, it's a good thing you guys are getting better at writing. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, just I guess summing up our our housing uh, housing hacks. Uh, we'll have more of those on the figarage.ca blog when we do up our post on how to save money with your house. Uh, I was just going to round it off with saying that I guess optimizing. Right? We talk about optimizing in our finances and our spending. It's important around the house too. And this is important whether you're renting or you own. Uh, you can get more energy efficient appliances, light bulbs, be smarter with your energy usage, um, heating and ventilation, make sure you've got Huge. good insulation, yeah. uh, good windows, keep your door closed. Even just like replacing old door sweeps so that you don't have drafts yeah. coming in like those right. kind of things make a big difference that you don't think about <sighs> that is my most frustrating do-it-yourself project i've had is well we did the flooring downstairs then i had to do the new lip for the door and to get that thing shimmed just nicely so it all closes up tight it's just annoying. i've got a cement underneath so it's very frustrating it's a pain in the ass yeah. yeah but i did not call anybody else i just called on youtube Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a do-it-yourself or go-to move, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it totally is. And I think that's actually an important one to save you money for your house is maybe you haven't had to replace a door handle before, but go on YouTube and it'll tell you how to do it. Right. Until YouTube makes it look really f***ing easy and then it's really hard and you get incredibly frustrated and lose your mind. You've never had that before. I've never had that before, but I've heard that it happens and sometimes a sledgehammer goes through a wall. <laughs> From like 10 feet away. Yeah. It just <laughs> just flies out of your hands. No idea how it happened. Yeah. Uh, we love the YouTube do-it-yourself videos. Yeah. Well. That's going to be... Well, we're going to have to talk about that when we do the, the do-it-yourself car one on the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah lots yeah. of good YouTubes on that. Right. Also, lots of smashing. Yeah. <laughs> how did... Well, I won't get into it now. I'll save it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, I think you had the stupid. You saw the stupid money move. I week, witnessed. You? Well, you know, I haven't. I mean, well, stupid money move was probably drinking a lot of beers at the curling club in the last two bond spiels. But well, yeah, we I paid for experiences. Hey, what was the enjoyment factor on that though? I probably a, pretty high. And I got a prize. You just got curl better. Yeah, I got a curl you better. Got to to, you learned curl. You have to learn how to curl drunk and hungover. <laughs> and hungover. <laughs> Those are valuable skill sets. Well, I played at 10 p.m. both Saturdays, so I think I got the first part nailed. <laughs> well, anyway. if we get the 10, 10 a.m. draw next week, um, we're done. Well, good thing it's the end of the season. Yeah. Anyway, stupid money move that I... So we're coming flush. home We're coming home from the boss bill, right? Flush. Yeah, we, yeah. we haven't perfected that flush sound yet. You know how hard it is just to edit out your beer noises, let alone get a toilet flush well, on we, this we podcast? we solved the beer noises. If I run we into did. the bathroom and flush the toilet, can you hear it from here? <laughs> <laughs> take, the, take the mic with you. Go. <laughs> Okay, so we're driving home, and I stop in to top up with cheaper uh, North Island gas, diesel. And uh, there's a family in there purchasing road snacks. Should we call them road snacks? I think so. Yeah, which is fine, right? I mean, gas stations learned a long time ago that if they supply a huge variety of expensive drinks, chips, and chocolate bars, that people will be suckers and give them their money. Absolutely. But I was astounded because... I may have spent a bit too much money on beer at the Curling Bond Spiel, but one thing I don't do is spend my money on junk food in gas stations. I can restrain myself from that most of the time. Or airports, I imagine. Or airports, too. Yeah, okay. So maybe that's what the stupid money move really is, is purchasing snack junk food type stuff 
from a vendor that knows that you're just you can't go anywhere else you can't choose anything else so anyway the point of this is i witnessed his family spend 59 dollars that's a lot of 59 dollars that's like groceries for more than a week that's like 12 (laughs) bucks a person and the worst part is not that i eavesdropped but i couldn't help it i was right behind them in line they were driving another 10 minutes down the road Like, they weren't on a 400-mile road trip where there was nothing. There was no right. civilization in the next 400 miles, and you might need that much sugar to get through. No. No, it was 10 minutes home, and it was $60, $12 a person, which the sad part was is I kind of, of course, I'm eavesdropping and spying on them now, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to get the story for the well, podcast. the thing yeah. is I'm interested when I witness other people spend money because I, I always look at it, and I, I, and I just question, right? I'm not questioning them. I'm not judging them per no. se. Because I think we've all just become victims of society in that sense where the kids think you stop at the, for gas and you get snacks. Well, you've you've bought – I know you don't now, but you've bought snacks <laughs> oh, at the totally. gas station before, totally. right? Who we all Yeah, of course. We all, we all have. Guilty. Yeah. Totally guilty as charged, yeah. right? But the fact of the matter is when you – something should click in your mind when you have to oh, – well, they didn't hand over $60, did they? They swiped their card. Right. 60 bucks. Yeah. And that was like four drinks – Chips for everybody, and a couple of what I didn't even know—a couple of random packs of candy and stuff. That's twelve bucks. But now, wait, and, and now imagine what that would have cost you at the grocery store. Right. I mean, you could plan better if you're going to go on a road trip. Like I've been saying this forever: is buy the drink crystals, the Gatorade drink crystals, and mix up your drinks before you hit the road. Right? And you mix Throw them up, in the freezer. You or mix something. up your trail mix. And mix your, up your trail mix from the bulk food section. Yeah. I mean, you can get all the candy in the bulk food section. Right. I'm not against anybody having a snack on a road trip. Yeah. I'm just saying when it, when you're spending $60 at a gas station, that's a stupid money move. I mean, that yeah, that's a lot of my spending money. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, okay. I, I did oh. the ultimate frugal slash terrible for you hack once on a road trip is I have a friend <laughs> who owns a bulk food store, <laughs> and I got him to order me in a 10-pound bag of sour jube jubes before the road trip. <laughs> 10 pounds. I haven't eaten them since. <laughs> I guess not. But it was real cheap. Yeah, well, well done, yeah. Yeah. Good savings, I bet. Right? What does 10 pounds of jube jubes cost? I mean... It was not that expensive. I was going to say, they got to be under, remember. like, maybe a buck 20. a kilo, so... Yeah, I think it was like 10 bucks or something. Yeah. Wow. Your dentist must love you. Well. Speaking of which... Oh, I don't even know if I want to get into that. If you're taking your year off, oh, you're under somebody else's medical, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, never mind. That's another topic. I don't have medical at my job anyway. All right, well. I think that's a segue into the recent posts. Yeah, yeah, I was going to segue that right into the recent posts. And uh, I have been very delinquent in my writing. Well, I think we all have because it's Bonspiel season. Yeah, it's Bonspiel season. And you did, a, you did a great job of uh, organizing the Bonspiel or co-chairing, co-organizing. So uh, congratulations. Cheers. Cheers for a great event. Cheers. Yeah, thank you, sir. Not that, that I participated in that one. Mm, yeah, well. You didn't, Spirit. Yeah, true. I spent some of the money you owe me. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> I've paid you that money, for the record, so you spent all the money I owe you, is what you're telling me. <laughs> the future money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you wrote a post. Well, I think the uh, accountant wrote one. Oh, you did? taking a year off. Oh, I did, yes. Right, and I was kind of segueing into your year off there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm strongly considering it. So you have it. You're still on I'm the still fence. Fighting with still fighting with it. I'm still on the fence. Onto the fence. Yeah, yeah, I'm just hanging off the fence yeah. right now. <laughs> how how green's the grass on the other side there? You're like, woo! Look at the grass. I'm gonna jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's tough. It's a tough call. 
All right, yeah. well, can't wait to see how I'll that keep, turns I'll out. I'll keep everybody updated. Oh, I know you I, will. Don't worry. Yeah. I make. And I wrote one about. Uh, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I just got moved closer to the mic and lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> we gave him a glass for his beer and he just lost it. Yeah, he just doesn't know what's going on. So, what was mine about? You wrote one about the cars you've owned. Oh, yeah. It's a few of them. Yeah, it's, it's a good segue into next week's episode about cars we've owned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how we can save money on cars. Right. Also, thank you for making everyone's decision for them that next episode's about cars. <laughs> if I keep saying it, it's just going to be. Well, <laughs> People I I eventually are going to go, who are these FI garage guys that never talk about <laughs> cars or a garage? <laughs> well, that's why I wrote the post. Yeah, how'd it go for you? The post was good. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Do we get to talk about your car that's blocking our garage space? Yes. Okay. Yes, we do. Then, yes, I'm yeah. willing to do this post. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it'll be a good podcast next time. I, uh, yeah. I feel like it's going to be Slay the Mechanic podcast. That is every podcast. Yeah, I've been, I thought I got away unscathed this one. I thought I was going to get ribbed on the solar comments, but I got away with that one. Don't even get me started on your solar comments. <laughs> that doesn't pay you money, you freaking nutsack. I got a coworker that checks his uh, solar app to see how much money he's made every day. I referred him to the uh, telco article about making sure he had a cheap cell phone plan. (laughs) (laughs) He was spending too much time on the wrong thing. (laughs) He was spending so much money on his data plan to check his solar income. Oh, that's good. All right. Uh, Until next time, thanks for listening. Uh, You can catch up with the show notes and everything going on at the figarage.ca website. Catch you later.